Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is January 25th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today. We're going to cover Monday's four-game slate. Yes, it was a small slate, but ton of news for my rookie, so it's going to be a great episode. And since it was only four games, let me recap a couple of our rookies G League performances because, you know, now that COVID and health and safety protocols have gone back to normal for the most part, not so many call-ups. A lot of our second-round picks, some first-round picks are developing in the G League and they are back to playing regular minutes in the G League and they're putting up some incredible stats and they are just going to be biding their time until it's time for them to get called up permanently. So some of those are... Let me start with Delano Bonton. He was playing a lot in the beginning of the season for the Raptors, but the Raptors have shortened their roster, their lineup. You know, they're only playing like eight guys a night now. They were playing 10 or 11. Hopefully that will change back. But Delano Bonton is playing incredible in the G League. His last game scored 31 points. He's had a couple 30-point performances recently. And... He is a guy to look out for. I mean, he's really blossoming in the G League. When he goes up to the Raptors, he's not getting these same opportunities because the team is doing really well. Fred Van Fleet is playing 40 minutes a game, so he's not really getting those opportunities. But, you know, he's a 6'8", pretty much point guard that can do a lot of things for the Raptors, and he's going to continue to develop. And the Raptors have a long line of history of guys they have drafted that no one thought much of. They developed them uh, in practice in the G League, and then they turned into really good players or stars. So Delano Bonton, guy to keep your eye on. If you're in Dynasty Leagues, he's on your bench. If you can hold out for a little while, I would definitely pick him up. Now we have Josh Primo, also 24 points, four assists, three rebounds. Josh Primo was our lottery pick. He is... Probably the highest, him and James Booknight are the two highest players that are not, highest drafted players that are not getting minutes right now on the real teams. So that's unfortunate, but they are both developing very well in the G League. Josh Primo is the youngest player in the draft, so he definitely was going to be getting a lot of G League minutes. And they are loaded at his position at the one and the two for the Spurs. So Another thing to look out for is the trade deadline, which is coming up in a few weeks. If the pay, if the Spurs make some moves, the Pacers are another team that can make some moves. Uh, this could open doors for our rookies to get more minutes. And Josh Primo is going to be really good. It's just a matter of when. Now for Minnesota, they have Leandro Balmaro in the G League. He has been horrible on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mentioned this many episodes ago. They were playing him two and three minutes. Nothing was being done. When everyone was out, he was getting big minutes. He was doing nothing as well. I said he needed to be in the G League so he can develop, continue to develop, and get called up when he is ready. He had a nice performance in the G League. 19 points, six assists, five rebounds. This is where he needs to be for now until he fully gets there. And I think he can be a player in this league but he does not need to be in the NBA this year, probably at all. Stay in the G League all this year, and then next year he might be ready. That was Leandro Balmaro. 
Uh, Trey Murphy, the third. He is a guy that we've all been waiting for this season to blossom. He was the best rookie in the offseason, summer league and preseason. And he's done nothing all year for the Pelicans. He's played well when he's been in the G League. He hasn't played in the G League much, but every time he has, he's played well. His latest game, he had 33 points on a huge night. And then after that, he was called up to the Pelicans. And unfortunately for him, immediately placed into health and safety protocols. So he is going to be out all week now. So all that positive, you know, progress he was making will be set right back. And who knows what this will lead to for Trey Murphy. Probably just more of the same, not getting minutes on the Pelicans and playing in the G League, bouncing up and down. So that was, un- that was great news and then bad news at the same time for Trey Murphy. It's looking like next year could be his year, but not this year, apparently. But you never know with the trade deadline. Uh, Isaiah Miller, he's on the Minnesota Timberwolves G League team as well. He had 30 points in only 26 minutes. He was pretty much perfect from the field, 14 for 16. And he's just a really good point guard that is a typical G League player. He, it's going to take him a couple of years before he is going to get the call up. And that's because he went to a small school. He's not a huge point guard, but he's very talented. So it, take those, it takes those players a lot longer to get the respect to get called up. But if he hangs in there and keeps it up, he will get that role. Jalen Johnson for the Hawks G League team, you know, had 25 points in his latest game. We all know he's talented, just needs that opportunity. Dacian Nix has been absolutely killing it in the G League. He's a player that I didn't think too highly of coming out of uh, his G League team. He came from the G League and went undrafted. He was on the same team with Jalen Green. Jonathan Kaminga, Isaiah Todd, and he also was a high recruit like them, but he did not get drafted. The other three did, obviously. And I just thought G League is his path. He's going to be there for a few years. Then maybe he'll get a chance. But he has drastically improved his game. He is playing incredible, multiple 30-point games, and he was not a big scorer on his G League Ignite team. But that's because of who he was playing with. So now that you see he's in a different circumstance with a different roster, he can do it all. 30 points, six assists. I mean, he honestly looked like Kyle Lowry out there. And there definitely is a place in this league for a Kyle Lowry type. So Dacia Nix, he's on the Rockets. There's minutes for him to be had there. Uh, We will see if he can surpass someone. If there's an injury, that could be his job to take and never look back from. Uh, I got to mention my guy, RJ Nimhard had 33 points over the weekend. Super talented point guard. Loved him. Loved his tape. He just needs opportunity. He's with Cleveland's G League squad. And last but not least, Kai Jones and James Booknight. Both Hornets top draft picks. Uh, first round draft picks. Kai Jones had 19 points, 16 rebounds, two blocks. Incredible. That's what we want to see on the Hornets. He's not ready for that yet. You know, James Borrego, very uh, Tom Thibodeau-like. <laughs> he wants to play the veterans. but And Kai Jones is raw, so he needs to develop. But we would love to see him doing that on the Hornets. And James Booknight had 26 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, looking like a pro out there, like he is ready to go. And, you know, his last game for the Hornets, he played well, too. So he could be on the uptrend. 
it's just hard to find minutes in that Hornets rotation. And before we get into this four-game slate, one more bit of news. Josh Giddy has just been named your Western Conference Rookie of the Month for December. And on the next episode, I'll tell you the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. But now, let's get into this four-game slate. If that didn't overwhelm you, you know, you still with me? Here we go. First game, we had the Phoenix Suns defeat the Utah Jazz, 115-109 to for Utah. Rudy Gobert was out in this one. Donovan Mitchell was out in this one. So it was a bit of a mess for the Jazz. No surprise that they lost. But <clears throat> Mike Conley was out as well, which allowed Jared Butler to finally get some minutes for the Utah Jazz. That's what we want to see. Um, I expected him to start whenever Mike Conley is out, but that was not the case. But he did still play 17 minutes, and he played great. Five for nine from the field, three for four from three-point range. Ended up with 13 points, one rebound, two assists, four steals. That is incredible, those four steals. I mean, four steals is almost impossible to do if you start and play 35 minutes. He did it in 17 minutes. So imagine if he played 30 minutes uh, and 13 points as well. That's ridiculous in 17 minutes. Jared Butler is a player that should have been a first-round pick, but because of his health scare, he was pushed down to around pick 40. The Jazz got a steal, and they have not even had to use him really that much this year, so that's allowed him to develop and only get better. And if this is not the year, next year could be. But Jared Butler is ready to go. Uh, He's a great player. His future is very bright. For the Phoenix Suns, Ish Wainwright did get in the game for 10 minutes. Ended up with no points, but one rebound and one steal. And that's unfortunate. You want to see him get a little more playing time. You know, DeAndre Ayton is out. Jameson Crowder is out. Uh, So, that would have allowed – that is why Ish Wainwright played 10 minutes, but he was just not able to do much offensively. He never took a field goal uh, attempt. So he just kind of played a role, didn't want to do too much or too little, just filled the role. And, hey, he helped the team win because they won. <laughs> but he's the only rookie for Phoenix. So on to the next game, the Chicago Bulls defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 111-110. to for the Bulls, the talk of the town today and recently has been Ayo Desunmu. He is getting more minutes because Alex Caruso is out. He just fractured his wrist. Um, Zach Levine had been out. And when those two were out, Ayo had that backcourt wide open to do whatever he wanted and play great for the Bulls. Today, Zach Levine was back in the lineup. Alex Caruso is obviously going to be out for a while, but, you know, no one expected AO to continue that great production with Zach Levine back because that's when he went off without Zach, without Alex. But AO started alongside Zach in this one and ended up with 24 points, five rebounds, eight assists, and one block. An incredible performance. I will say DeMar DeRozan was not in this game. So we will see if he can do it with DeMar and Zach, but we know if DeMar or Zach is out, (laughs) what AO can do, but it's still very promising. He played 35 minutes. You know, his only other competition was Javante Green and Troy Brown Jr. 
when DeMar comes back, they are not going to start over AO if they can get away with it. So he has put himself in a great position with this team. A lot of people are saying, where did this guy come from? He shot 10 for 14 from the field, four for six from three. That's just incredible. And he fouled out in this game too. But a lot of people are wondering, who is A.O. DeSumo? Where did he come from? Can he be this good? Why is he this good? He was picked around pick 45 for the Bulls. What is up with him? This just reminded me to go back to some of my college scouting that I did on him pre-draft. And this is what I had to say about him. Uh, He's 6'5", 200 pounds from Illinois. He averaged 20 points, six rebounds, six assists, and one steal per game. He shot 39% from three last year, which is great. He won the Bob Cousy Award, which is great. He had a very nice handle and can drive to the hoop, taking contact or finishing in traffic. He's even a good rebounder, has great court vision, and he's clutch. Knocked down a lot of clutch shots in Illinois. He's a good defender. He's honestly one of the best guards in the country, but he appeared to be slipping in the draft, according to all the experts. I did not understand that. I saw greatness. In my opinion, in college, he reminded me of a little bit of Colin Sexton, or he could be a Buddy Hill-type player in the NBA. He had two triple doubles his last year in college, which obviously shows greatness. That's a very rare stat in college because it's less minutes in the game. So his only weakness to me was assist-to-turnover ratio, um, but not many other weaknesses. So, I mean, I had him projected as the 22nd pick in the draft. He went almost twice as far (laughs) as below that. He went like 44 or 45. So I obviously thought twice as highly as GMs did. (laughs) I figured he would be a great fit for... The Lakers, who had the 22nd pick, um, I think they ended up trading that pick. But anyway, yeah, they did. But anyway, he is playing like that great player that I expected coming into this season. He just needed an opportunity. And with the Bulls, that did not look like that was going to be the case with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, uh, my guy, Kobe White. They were just loaded. So it was looking like this was going to be a year where he's a second-round pick. He's going to be in G League maybe next year. But a lot of injuries, COVID, all that has allowed AO to shine. And I just really wanted to shine a light on him because, you know, the light is on him. (laughs) And for people that don't know, now you know AO is a great player and will be a great player. So the Bulls got a steal in the draft on that one. Now, also, they had uh, Malcolm Hill played 17 minutes, had four points, one rebound, one assist, and one steal. For the OKC Thunder, that Jeremiah Robinson Earl started, had 12 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and one block. Another decent performance from Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's not really doing, he's kind of staying even keel, not doing too much more than this, not doing too much less than this uh, we have seen him do less than this but he's seeming to be on the right path right now but Derek Favors was out so we will see and Wiggins started again but only played 16 minutes for some reason hopefully he did not get hurt had five points one rebound Josh Giddy 
started, played 31 minutes, ended up with nine points, eight rebounds, and six assists. That type of production is why he got Western Conference Rookie of the Month. He's just putting up those all-around stats in his rookie year. Those are not hard. Those are not easy to do. Um, this could lead you to a career 10, 10, and 10 guy, and that would be insane. But Josh Giddy is, you know, it, it was one thing to average 15 points a game and no other stats, but if you can average 9, 8, and 7, that's much better than 15, 0, and 0, and 1. <laughs> so Josh Giddy has truly been impressive, and you just have to give him respect, credit, you know, because I talked about AO. I had him projected going a lot higher than he did. I had Josh Giddy going a lot lower than he did. And it looks like I was wrong on that one. I mean, I did not think his game would translate, but it has thus far. Uh, he's worked on it and it's translated. I mean, he did go over five from three and that's his biggest flaw is, is shooting the ball. But uh, he has had some good shooting performances too. So he's clearly been working on his game. Now, Trey Mann come out, came off the bench, played 17 minutes, ended up with four points and one rebound. But for now, this Thunder lineup is just a headache. Um, they played uh, 11 guys, 11 out of 12 guys, everyone but, but Isaiah Roby, who is talented. Uh, and everyone's getting 15, 17, 20, seven minutes, 30 minutes. Like It's all over the place. It's hard to keep up with who's going to do what on each given night. Um because even the starters, like I said, Aaron Wiggins and Jeremiah Robertson Earl did not get a full complement of minutes. It's hard to describe to see what OKC is doing other than trying to tank for the first pick in the draft. So next game, the Pelicans defeated the Pacers 117 to 113. Chris Duarte started for the Pacers, had 27 minutes, had 14 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, and one block. That's great production. Unfortunately, he went 4 for 11 from the field. Other than that, really, really good, solid game. And happy for Chris Duarte. You know, he, they have him pretty much playing point guard right now, him and Cass LeVert, because, you know, TJ McConnell's out, Malcolm Brogdon's out. You know, Lance Stevenson can come in for 17 minutes and do a little something. Dwayne Washington's coming in for 23 minutes. And I'll get straight to him. He's a rookie from Ohio State. Came in, 23 minutes, scored 21 points, two rebounds, and three assists. And Dwayne Washington Jr. is another rookie that was undrafted. I felt he was a top 40 pick in his draft. He reminds me of Darren Williams when I would see him play in college, but he went undrafted. Now, as you can see, he can clearly play basketball. <laughs> 21 points in 23 minutes. He had been starting for this team. Uh, they're still trying to figure out the lineup with everyone in and out of it, but so happy for Dwayne Washington to, you know, I believe he was the second leading rookie scorer tonight. Yep, he was. So over Evan Mobley, over Josh Giddy, over Jared Butler, over Chris Duarte. Um, that's, so that's just incredible. They also played Isaiah Jackson 12 minutes. He had six points, four rebounds, and one assist, and two blocks. So that's great to see. You love to see him play more minutes, you know, because Miles Turner is out. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is out. So that should leave minutes open for him to get 20, 20 or so per game. Because Gogo Badatse, the starting center, only played 22. But it looks like they went with a small lineup in this one. 
but at least Isaiah was able to play. For the Pelicans, Herb Jones played 34 minutes, started once again, had nine points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, and two blocks. Another just solid, solid, solid game for Herb Jones. We always want more, of course, but solid. Uh, Jose Alvarado was becoming quite the trendy name. He had a couple of good performances and is a slow night with only four games. So he was added in a lot of leagues. But in this one, he let you down. It's really not his fault. He only played 12 minutes. That's the coach's decision. But he had three points, one assist, and one steal. So he was one of the most added players. Tomorrow he'll be one of the most dropped players. So uh, he's just a streamer for now. You can't really rely on him unless he gets that starting role. But he's a great story, and we will see what happens. For our last and final game, we had the Cleveland Cavaliers defeat the New York Knicks 95 to 93. For the Knicks, we have Quentin Grimes was the only rookie to play. 24 minutes, had 12 points, one rebound, one assist, and one block. If he didn't have that one block, that would go to show you, you know, 12 points is more than Josh Giddy, but the other stats are empty. So you always want the players that can do a little something in every category to help you out. And that just shows they're more of a well-rounded player and can, you know, they're likely to flourish in the league more than guys that are just one-dimensional. But Jericho Sims, Miles McBride were both DMPs. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, we have Evan Mobley, who played 38 minutes, finished with 15 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, no steals and no blocks. It's kind of surprising he had no blocks, but... Still, great great game, 50% from the field. He's just been really good all year, and a lot of people are talking, will he be rookie of the year? Can anyone else surpass him to be rookie of the year? It's not really looking like it at this point. Now, if he gets injured uh, or someone else just goes on a ridiculous streak like Cade or Scotty Barnes or Franz Wagner, but as of now, Evan Mobley is the best rookie by far, for this Cavaliers team. So that ends our four-game slate. You know, we packed a lot of news in there, news and notes. And But let me remind you of our top rookies of the night for Monday, January 23rd. Start at the top or the bottom, guys? All right, we'll start at the bottom. <laughs> Herb Jones scored nine points, four rebounds, and two blocks. Josh Giddy, nine points, eight rebounds, six assists. Quentin Grimes, 12 points. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 12 points, two steals. Jared Butler, 13 points and four steals. Chris Duarte, 14 points, four rebounds. Evan Mobley, 15 points, 12 rebounds and five assists. Dwayne Washington, with 21 points. And of course, our rookie of the night, Ayo DeSumo, with 24 points five rebounds, and a huge eight assists. That is incredible, um, you know, because he is kind of a point guard slash shooting guard. So to have eight assists is incredible um, for someone that put up 24 points. He had more points than Zach Levine. So incredible night for all of our rookies, especially AO. But thank you all so much for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. If you like the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. 
Anyone else you want me to go into deep dives on, let me know. I can remind you of all that stuff that I did on them pre-draft because it's coming to fruition for a lot of them now. So uh, if you like the show, tell a friend, tell a friend, all that. All working podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. It's getting late. I'm out of here. <laughs> Catch you next time. Peace.